0: The following podcast is work safe. Gave me more to you can't eat- All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to our very special bobble of the breakout bonus level. We talk games dealing with portable gaming, although we were just playing the live version of the analog version. (laughs) Analog Street Fighter. Of a video game. I heard Ralph Bear of, was a consultant. It's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Tiger Electronics were responsible for this Rock'em Sock'em Robot ripoff. We're tying in yes. to your review on the last We Talk Games of a portable game of Rock'em Sock'em robots. Right, so that was... Now we've come full circle.
1: Yeah, it was like a simulation of a Rock'em Sock'em Robot game. <laughs> and this is a simulation of a Rock'em Sock'em Robot game that's a simulation of a Street Fighter game. 2. yeah. Street Fighter Two Turbo,
0: and it stars you know Guile who yes. was a big uh, hit in the movie, and Ryu. And I you want can to do a Van kick,
1: Damme impression so bad. You can but actually, will save
0: us. I see, I see. You can actually kick in this one, and then it keeps score somehow. I don't know. I was saying eighteen point two. I don't know if it was I Fahrenheit or what. No, I was winning, and uh, you never knocked the block off. You just push the head back and then there's like this chest place which uh, it's impossible to kick to but we're getting way off topic yes portable gaming unless you can take this portably too as long as you have a you know some type of suv to haul it around in uh welcome a kavan cubic here via the holographic projector sitting on the toilet yeah amazing that's what we heard the song in the beginning and I am Wiggly, and we are from the We Talk Games, and
1: this is our... Have you heard uh, about us? I have this not. This We Talk Games? You go there, .com, and you check it out. It's a site. Our name is
0: our address, and... We got Twitter. We have the star yeah. of the voice of Super Meat Boy St- as oh, true. the host. Yes. And that's me. Ready? Warp Zone! Wait, that's not right. <laughs> I can do it, though.
1: You, you lose. lose!
0: They didn't use that one.
1: Oh yeah, they didn't use that one. They should have. They should have. You know what? Actually, no, they shouldn't have. Because think about how many times you die in that game. (laughs) You constantly lose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, but everyone's a winner if you download that. So download it, and I get my ninety
1: percent bumper stickers.
0: Of yeah, bumper (laughs) stickers of uh, what I agreed to do the bit for every time you download it. So that was What's ninety percent of zero? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yes. Okay, everyone. Uh, what? So what do you got in the portable gaming that we didn't get to on a Because now yeah. the format of the new show is two hours tops, deep, and we try to do the cutoff. Although the song went a little bit longer, but that's but okay. We got
1: so much show.
0: We have a lot of show. So what do
1: we do with all this extra show?
0: Bottles. Nice. Nice. So what do you got? What's what's up first? More we, we heard about portable gaming. Ha, more more news about I ice road truckers. Pick.
1: No, we're done with ice okay. road truckers. We're not going back to that. Okay. But I do have another game that uh, Stinky the Game Master sent to me. Okay. That would be Altered Beast. Right. Did it come with a a half eaten no cup of yogurt? Yeah. Okay. No. No, <laughs> no food in this one. Okay. This is a sequel to Altered Beast on the. Uh, you know, I guess in the arcade and Sega and all the multiple ports. So this isn't another port of that game.
0: Okay. The continuing saga yes. of the two muscle men that just came from a hot nightclub, club. Correct. Rip their shirts off and they have bulging pectorals. And then they turn into different beasts.
1: Thankfully, muscles. no leather chaps. No. No. But are they in their speedos? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, w- wouldn't it be alter what would beast be alter- without that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is more... Oh, like-
0: you're such a beast. When you alter.
1: <laughs> such an animal. Nevertheless, it's more of the same. Uh, you know, Altered Beast punching people in the face, going from uh, left to right. Is that what you do left to right? You do the left to right. It has a very interesting art style. It kind of looks like Claymates or so it's like Gumby. Clay fighter. Yeah, I guess I it kind of has that feel about it. I mean, okay. it's not actually claymation, but the way that they rendered the pixels on the screen. Power up. And now you're pokey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your uh, your pokey prickle or goo or goo yeah, yeah and
0: uh, it's which I believe is an Alan Watts reference because you know he was very big in that time and he was talking about there's two types of people prickly or goo oh perhaps so that might
1: be it yeah maybe an influence uh, So yeah more of punching people in the face walking left to right it has different boss battles than the original because this is a sequel the first boss I got up to was this Spartan skeleton. Uh, A monster in a uh, Roman type of temple. And you have to Mm. hit the pillars to drop the roof of the temple on top of his head. This sounds cool. It sounds sort of like a Mega Man villain. But there's no pattern happening. Uh, And because it's an Alter Beast game, there's really not a lot happening either. I mean, you're punching, punching, kicking, and that's it. Does he turn into pixelated smoke when you defeat him? No, he breaks apart, actually. Uh, You know what? I think it might have been polygons forced into... uh, Polygons to me look like a pixel game. And this was for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it's for the uh, Game Boy Advance. And uh, it's not, I mean, if you're an Alter Beast fan, you're one of few. <laughs> but um, this game's just more of that. I mean, if you enjoyed that those type of titles, I didn't. Uh, you know, we talked about beat em ups mm. uh, in uh, the last We Talk game. So good. And um, so this, many beats. A lot of beat em ups. And the thing about that genre is as we discussed off the line, is it's very repetitive. The
0: haymaker I, genre.
1: Yeah, the haymaker genre. And you, you really have to do things different in each game, or at least make it graphically uh, appealing, or give some sort of mechanic in there to change it up with weapons. Altered Beast was never that game. It was always left to right. I mean, when you powered up, you could shoot your little you know, sonic boom at people. But when you press down on the joystick... And
0: hit the kick button, you would kick up like a Flory Dory girl. Yes. You still do <laughs> Like that? a rocket. You don't know.
1: I don't know, actually. I didn't try that. Okay. I didn't play a lot of this game because I didn't really enjoy <laughs> it. But I definitely did get up to the first boss. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I kind of fell short with my stinky picks last uh, month. So I wanted to really give it a good effort. Uh, yeah, so that's Altered Beast for the Game Boy Advance. I'm sure you could get it for a sneeze on Amazon. That's
0: probably why Stinky sent it to you. Yes. I sent you something because I was like, Stinky's sending you too." I might as well get you something as well. Yes, you did. You sent me SEMA, the enemy. Now, the nice thing about the Amazon is a lot of the downloadable games you can buy, and then you can send that code to your friends. Now, was this a downloadable or is this UMD?
1: No, this was actually a Game Boy Advance game that came out on oh. a
0: cartridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> My yeah.
1: favorite type of download. You can't
0: download to the Game Boy. I thought it was a PSP title. No, no, it was for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's right. This was a very. JRPG. Uh, yeah, JRPG. And it's very I was interested in playing this myself. Right. And then I was like. I don't have the time to ever play a role-playing game, so I'll, I'm going to give this to Kyle, so he can play it, and I'm then and then I could. Who equally has no time to
1: play, especially a JRPG. But sometimes you're on the
0: toilet for three, four hours. I right, think that would be good.
1: You know, I got to get more activity in my system. That's why
0: you should never play any of your friends' Game Boy Advances or PSPs. Because you know where they've been. You'd
1: know where they've been.
0: And so, you know, sometimes you're you don't turn it off before you have to go and... You know. All right, let's not talk about
1: that. So, Seema the Enemy, yes, has all the tropes of a JRPG. Very good. Too much talking, convoluted mm. story, nonsense about crystals and magic happening. I kind of ignored the story because when you start the game, there's about a ten-minute opening sequence <laughs> that you cannot skip, oh. and you have zero interactivity with. And is it chatter? Lots and lots of chatter talking but about... You, you know, have to read, I mean. Oh, you gotta read. Yeah, there's no voiceovers okay. or anything like that. It's got the 16-bit JRPG style, so, you know, your Super Nintendo Final Fantasies, this is what it looks like, oh, nice. and it's definitely aping a lot of the Final Fantasy tropes, you know, with the magic versus technology, oh, there's good. crystals involved, and there's this looming enemy, SEMA. What are Sema? They're the enemy. Very and, good. And, uh, that's a good title. The story starts off with the protagonist talking about these SEMA. You don't really get clued in. It's sort of like an episode of Marine Boy. You <laughs> where, can't see them. Where things are happy. Yeah, you can't see SEMA. It's on SEMA. Uh, so, you're not really getting clued into what's happening <laughs> okay. uh, in the story around you, but it is happening around you. And for some reason, you're on a train and you're heading west. So, I guess oh, there's love it some Oregon Trail type of things happening. You're going to go, you know, homestead the frontier. So, you're heading west, and then boom, your Choo Choo Train is in outer space. Now, this is the opening title screen. So, I was like, oh, this game's going to be cool because Choo Choo Train Outer Space, yeah. I think Galaxy Express 3 9. One of my favorite animes. Can't miss. I mean, I'm not big into anime now, but I loved Galaxy Express 3.9. Uh, This is not Galaxy Express 3.9. But it's a choo-choo train in space, so that's kind of cool. The SEMA abduct this train full of people. And what SEMA do, they're these kind of goblin monster, space alien type of things. They put people in labyrinths, and they (laughs) give them just enough hope. So they're always in this state of despair, and that's what they, they feed off of. That's the energy huh. they feed off of. I got this much out of the this story. This is like Saw. Kind of like Saw, yeah. Nobody's getting strapped down to any sort of horrific devices, but that's what they do. They feed off of the human emotion, which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, yeah. So what you need to do is guide these NPCs through the SEMA's labyrinths. Now what does that mean? Because that's like tech talk. Tech talk. Uh, what it is is... The NPCs will wait until you tell them it's safe to go. Ah, okay. So there's a little bit of lemmings happening. There's a little bit of the tower defense happening where you have to... First, figure out what pattern these monsters are coming out, because there's these little portals that they come out of, and you have to Mm. fight them as they come out. And then once you figure out that pattern, you can tell the people, okay, it's safe to go, because I know monster A will come out here, and monster B will come out here in streams, and I can Mm. manage between them and make sure nobody gets hurt. You don't want any of the NPCs to die. And you can tell them it's all safe to go, and they'll all go, or you can say, okay, you know... Rob, go and Charlie, stay and things like that. Uh, It almost sounds like a strategy gauntlet. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Especially, you know, it's the top-down view. Mm -hmm. A man's got to do what a man's got to (laughs) do. So you're trying to save these NPCs, and that's cool. The mechanic is cool. What's not cooler are the boss battles, Mm. because what you're doing is you're chasing these giant pixel monsters around the screen. And trying to whack at them with your sword, a la you know original Zelda. Mm. And there's not a lot of pattern happening, and you're just kind of trying to find them because they'll be in these big open areas. And it's not turn based then. It's so- not so. turn based. It's an action RPG. Okay. It's it's real time. The turn bases with. Telling the NPCs to stay and figuring things out, and then telling them to go. But yeah, when the boss battles happen, you're just chasing after the monster half the time. Mm. It's not even like you're in danger. I mean, I went. <laughs> They're running away. All right. Thankfully, because the game was used, I could get to the last boss battle and check that out. And that was because of
0: the saves I, that were already on there. Right.
1: I didn't have a lot of experience in the game, and I could still manage the boss battle because it wasn't so much a threat toward me. It was the most challenging part about it was chasing after the monster. Where is he? Where'd this monster? They're going. Then I have to go up to the corner of the screen. There he is. I whack him a few times. He flies to the other end. Uh, so that I didn't enjoy. Overall, it's an interesting game. Very much a JRPG. So if you're not into the chatter, you're not into the atypical storylines, For you know, it's uh, a man's going to save the world. You're that guy, you know, and uh, it's all the tropes of a JRPG.
0: Well, I know that with the 3DS looming in the next few weeks, or week, actually, Yeah. you know, people are looking for Game Boy Advance games. So these are. Oh, yeah, I mean... This is one game that would be good for... Again, I'm sure you can get this
1: uh, bargain bin title. And you know what? It's a good game. It's not a bad game. It's a good game. It's just... It's not everybody's cup of tea, to use that tired cliche. Compared to Ice Road Truckers. I would rather play SEMA any... I'd rather (laughs) just watch that 10-minute opening on a loop for hours than play any more of Ice Road Truckers. I wish someone would buy Ice Road Truckers for me. I want to know... Who is the person who buys Ice Road Truckers? I, that's what—that's what blew my mind. They're—they're—and they're on the oh, edge of their I, seat. Like I can't wait for the Swamp People <laughs> video game. I, I, I love Ice Road Truckers television show, and I own a PSP.
0: <laughs> I mean, what are the chances of that? Number one,
1: it's a very, very small. Oh
0: um, my gosh, litmus right there. Now we have so many places to go because this was pixel-based, lemmings based We we could go into talking about games we have for the DS, but I want to talk about sort of the only game that i played and it is pixel based as well okay and it is sort of ties in with the ice road truckers more than the game boy advance but uh, for the psp i know this is an old game and you probably played it on uh of the hundred systems you own but tetris no i actually played pac-man ce yeah on my psp now because I was like, well, you know, it sucks on the iPhone because of the, the control. Swipe controls don't Now, work. the swipe controls work, like I said, beautifully on the iPad, but that's only regular Pac-Man. Right. They never released a CE version, and I'm worried about, you know, if, if they use the same team that made the original Pac-Man on the iPad, it's going to be fantastic. The only good controls that work on there are the swiping, and when you swipe, it really works well. When you try to use a directional pad nah, and anything else. But you know what, CE. As the goes speed up, you have to be you, very, very yeah. accurate. And the iPhone stinks. You need solid controls. Yeah, the iPhone stinks. So I thought, okay, we have a directional pad on the PSP. You got the nub as well. Got the nub if you want to analog your Pac Man around. Which I like I to would. pretend I'm playing video games on a nipple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's perfect for me. Very good. A very wide nipple. Uh, the circumference of that nipple is amazing, and the rigidity. <laughs> Yeah. Uh gotcha. Yes. the uh you never expect that. Uh cat's tongue, nipples. Okay, now we're quite far off. So I thought, okay, this is gonna work. But immediately I was sort of bothered, and that was because Pac-Man C E was released as a mini. Uh oh. So I that's
1: said that's a scarlet letter.
0: <laughs> so I said, This mini yeah. is probably the the, uh, you know, telephone version. Is that what they call called? Yeah, telephones. Cell phones, telephones. Uh, it's probably the cell phone version of this game. And indeed it was. It was. And I let you play. I, I, I said, this control is awful. I'm just stuck at this, uh, well, you corner. weren't sure
1: if it was you or if it was yeah, the actual I, game. You know, is
0: it me? Because I'm not the best at, at the Pac-Mans. Uh, as you know, my score was 49. Yes. So that's, you know, to, yeah, to, to five the Apple or anything. Yeah, yeah. But no, a, the control is just, unfortunately, very sour on these. And I've never seen a mini update. Although, I do see that on the PSP Go, especially, because uh, that's what I'm playing it on. There are options now to choose update to your downloadable games. Oh all right! Now every but here's the rub: you have to go into that game like with your triangle button, yeah, and say update, and then wait till it connects to the network. What's uh, well, the Sony we're talking about? Yeah, negotiating, negotiating. There's no update for this game. Oh, really? now you have to go to your next game. There's there's no way to like. Update all, so it doesn't say, "Hey, no. I got an update." No, it doesn't do Even that. My
1: Android does
0: that. It doesn't allow you to update all and then hmm. go through your games. You have to connect on with the triangle on each game to try to see if there's an update for it. That's so yeah. So that's that's all I want to say about Pac Man C. It's sad that they didn't you know remake it for a downloadable actual game. Yeah, uh, because that's such a fantastic game. You can't have. Any delay with those controls. No, and you can't do that, and it's such a neat game, and it's sad that the controls stink on every version of Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, regular Pac-Man, and and Pac-Man C on the iPhone are horrible. But like I said, the iPad, I got the highest score ever in Pac-Man using those controls, so it's good. Very good. So why don't we talk about the game that's more like the Lemmings, and we both have played this. I I only got a, a small chance at it. Chiz got it for me for the uh, holidays, uh, okay. and I've just opened it recently. So what do we got?
1: Mario versus Donkey Kong uh, Miniland Mayhem or something? Yeah, you know, the, the newest new one, one yeah. to come out. Hey, big deal. Pauline's back. and yeah, She's that's... looking very different from the Pauline I remember on the cabinet art, but whatever. Yeah, she looks like Paulie Shore. Pauline Shore. Pauline Shore.
0: Yeah. Miniland Mayhem. You you gotta hit, on hit it right on the button. Yeah. Now, is
1: this like Donkey Kong 9, 90... 80, what was it? 90... For me, it hits the note yeah. of Donkey Kong 95, but it is not like Donkey Kong 95. Donkey yeah. Kong 95 is, I guess... Pure action. It's game. pure action platformer, and the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series is all puzzle platformer. But... The conflict between those two characters is what hits that note for me with the Donkey Kong 95, because for a while, Nintendo kind of just abandoned that. And, you know, it was always Mario versus Bowser, and it was lost, and Donkey Kong had a tie, and he's collecting bananas for no reason. <laughs> right. uh, no, he still has a tie now. Yeah, they, yeah, Yeah, it's the Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country, unfortunately. But let me ask you something. Hit me.
0: Is this Mario living a second life? Is he living a lie? I think this is Mario
1: Universe B. Okay, (laughs) I got you. Yeah, because these Mario versus Donkey Kong games don't seem to be happening in the Mushroom Kingdom. I guess they are. Yeah, you know Mario's always been pretty aloof in the portable realm. Drawing girders, though. When you think about
0: Mario, do you think about drawing girders? Yeah, but you, you <laughs> got to remember,
1: but it's dialing it back a little bit because he, he used to have a small factory. Drew.
0: Oh, right,
1: he, he did all a different things. He was part of the of wrecking crew. He had a hotel. I think he had, yeah, he had a great hotel. I think he was making pies too, or cakes, or something. So he did a lot of things. Back and he was in the a day. pinball. He was a pinball, and he was a he was a breakout uh, stick. True, yeah, an alleyway. He controlled the uh, the paddle, Um, but yeah, Donkey Kong, uh, rather Mario versus Donkey Kong, is again more of the puzzle platformers that you come to expect with this series. This one involves you drawing girders to complete pathways or close gaps or build bridges, and it's all about timing. And you can set, set up the stage in such a way that it'll work. In the beginning, but then later on in the game, you'll have to move as you go. So what I'm saying is, at first, the little minis, because <laughs> yeah, that was you, not you, very well yeah. described at all. The you're in control little, of a robot control. Mario. Yeah. Little robot you got Marios. Got little Marios lemmings. that are wind-up toys, yeah, yeah, and they're lemmings. And they wait for you to set up the stage, and then you tell them to go. And in the very beginning, it's pretty easy. It's, oh, I just got to close this gap. Mm-hmm. But then right. later on in the game... You don't have that luxury where you can just tell them okay I'm ready, go go to the goal you know, because it's all about getting from point A to point B it gets a little more confusing where it's I have to draw a bridge and then when they turn around I have to get rid of that bridge yeah. because you also want to collect items as you go, like Donkey Kong 95, you collect the hat, the the purse and the parasol to get extra points, you want to do that in this game as well so that's that and there's also other wind-up toys there's a donkey kong wind-up toy we see some shy guys again these shy guys seem to pop up in all sorts of mario games they all have different abilities and attributes of what they do you know the donkey kong wind-up toy will actually throw the minis to a different platform which again is all about timing it's a puzzle platformer the boss battles against donkey kong are pretty repetitive. They do get harder, but the mechanic is always the same. It's always, I have to get the minis to this platform to shoot this item uh, right, at right. Donkey Kong. And, you know, after so many hits, he drops down the girders.
0: And th- we've had the minis before in the Mario versus Donkey Kong, and this is sort of a lot more bells and whistles.
1: Yes, and you know what? The art style, I really dig it. Yeah, I really like good. the art style. I like the little small narratives. They don't get heavier deep. You know, we don't have uh, Mario talking to cosmic goddesses or anything like this. It's real <laughs> simple. <laughs> Donkey Kong grabs Pauline out of jealousy. You have to save her. And there's downloadable levels online. And there's Create Your Own Levels. Right. So oh, that's right. cool, too. So there's a lot to do with this game. And again, with the 3DS coming out, just wait it out. If you're interested in this game at all, it's going to be pretty cheap come a, yeah. a couple months from now. Gotcha. And I enjoy it. I, I like these titles. I was, in, I was big into the Mario vs. Donkey Kong for the Game Boy Advance. And then the very next one that came out for the DS involved you actually touching the minis to make them mm-hmm. move. Right. I did not dig it at all. Yeah, I was like, it was "This kind of slow." Yeah, so I kind of ignored the next two iterations of this franchise, but this last one is definitely as fun as the first one for the Game Boy Advance for me. So check it out. I mean, what'd you think? I mean, you play a little bit. You didn't get too deep into it.
0: Yeah, you know, I was really hoping for a return to being in control of your characters and not the lemmings angle, but. but I think it was time for me to revisit this franchise, and I'm very happy. I, I didn't even remember putting it on my wish list, mm. but I'm pretty happy that I did, and I get to play it on my giant menstruation-colored uh, Nintendo DS. Stopgap? Yeah, my stopgap system. <laughs> so for me, with my old age, old man eyes, I can see it pretty well. And you have that big <laughs> the pen. giant pen. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, they really should have gi- put a pen a in a the giant other vibrator end vibrator you
0: draw on the you screen know, with. I wish they would have put a, a, a real pen... You yeah, it should have been one of those bumblebee pens you know, they used to have, and it, that adds to the, the difficulty of the game. Uh, another another pixel game I really want to bring up came out for the PSP. It's $25, it's a downloadable title, and it's finally a return to the original pixelated art of East. I'm a big fan of Wanderers, Wanderers of from this. East. Well, you might know it as Wise. Oh yeah, because okay. You, because you, but you pronounce the Y as an E, as in uh, Spanish. So Wanderers from East, cr- one and two, same story from episode one and two, mm. but this is three quarter overhead uh, version of it. Remastered music, redone music, same music. Same story, but with re- true animated intros. Which I got to tell you, uh, playing this on a Turbo Graphics is probably still going to be my favorite version. Mm. The bump and hit—I really didn't like East Adam pitched or I in that pishdom, I can't say it properly. You know the original Noah and uh, the 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 East Seven. Both of them were polygons, and they just felt bad to me. Right. Uh, this one's all hand drawn art, three quarter overhead, and twenty five bucks for two neat stories they're not the longest well that's like 1250 a game i know that's 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 cheap it's amazing and you know you need something for your psp so i just want to bring it up i'm not going to go into depth about it uh, but return to pixel art looks fantastic remaster music all that business so uh, check out east for your psp if you need something to go on there
1: and speaking of letters how about some edutainment this is not gonna sell at all, whatever it is. Uh, well <laughs> super scribble knots for the DS. Oh, it's that, been will sell. like that will sell like hotcakes. That will sell. have a hot cake? I they're delicious. They are. Super scribble knots. I've been playing some of that. And uh, it is fantastic. And I call it edutainment because it's gonna expand your vocabulary.
0: Gotcha. You have your thesaurus out as you're playing this. you have your thesaurus. <laughs> and you, you look up the adjective. Edut- Section out, and the we're the both learning our
1: speech. Yeah, these are tough words, but blah, 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 you're gonna learn blah, blah. all these great words from Super Scribblenauts because dangling participles. Yes, we need adjectives this time. We right. need descriptors for these words to solve some of the puzzles. And a lot of people are calling this a, uh, another platform puzzler. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Uh, it's mainly a, a puzzle game. Right. There's yeah. not a lot of platform happening. You can move your avatar around the screen, but most of the time, it's you just have to a certain number of things by spelling things out to move on to the next screen. What's cool is, the levels are all stars, and as you pass these levels, it builds constellations in the sky. Oh, neat. And as you build constellations... (laughs) I don't know why it's so neat. It's just an interesting take on the overworld map.
0: Yeah, instead of rescuing a princess or something.
1: Yeah, so the constellations get built and I think, around 50%. Like, when they're built about 50%, you actually get a new constellation to build. So you can choose, I'm going to complete this constellation, okay. keep going, or I can move on. Like Rockstar. Like Rockstar.
0: <laughs> so. You can play a pub, you know, a couple times and now you open up new pubs. Right. I don't want to go back to that pub.
1: It's good for completionists, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh, okay. Is that if you want to, you know, it, it's, it's good because, like, no, 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 I want to get 100% in this world yeah. and then I'll move on to the next. So I enjoy that factor. And each level is something to do with. Figuring out a puzzle that will involve using your vocabulary. And first, it's very simple. The firemen need a ladder to put out a burning building. So you type in ladder. What if
0: you type rubber ladder? I wonder uh, if they would not make it And the that's ladder. the
1: fun of the game yeah. is that you can always experiment. I mean, right on the title screen, you can just experiment and just type in what words sh- show up and mm. just figure out, okay, does it know this word? And as long as you're not being lewd or crude, chances are it knows... That word, or something close enough to that word. Yeah. For instance, later on in the game, there's a uh, spoiler alert there's a horror film or slasher film being made, and they want you to add elements to the scene so that it's a good slasher or horror flick. And I'm typing things in, you know, right away you think, what, psycho killer? So you get that. Uh-huh. But that's too easy, and you need a lot more elements than something like Stormy Night and Psycho Killer. Uh-huh. So pro player tip, if you get stuck in this level like I did, type in Satanic Pinwheel, boom, you're on to the next level. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, a really menacing pinwheel will show up, and you'll uh, move on. But
0: you can type, like,
1: Cthulhu and things like Cthulhu's that. Cthulhu's in there. And, you wow. know, uh, all sorts of objects. Uh, uh, now, is Wiggly in there? You should try. I'm sure "wiggly" as an adjective is in there. Yeah, probably. A uh, very interesting note. Mega sixty four is in there. Wow! All the cast members. Those are, bums. Those guys. They're in that game. Ah, idiots! Don't be jealous. You're in <laughs> Super Meat Boy. I am as the
0: announcer. I and, I and you know what? I own Mega sixty four merch. I own the T-shirts and the Sexy sixty four and all that. That's true. I am jealous of
1: them. <laughs> so this game, I I'm really digging it. I thought my fiance, who's an English major, would dig it. Not at all. I don't know why. It involves vocabulary English. I think this is great and I really do think that maybe you know, it's not something that's going to be brought into the classroom, but you are unknowingly <laughs> expanding your vocabulary because you're trying to think up words that you probably don't use on a, a gotcha. day-to-day conversation. Yeah. So, I dig it. Right on. Like a, like a hoverboat hover boat spotted flying tub oh and you can even add more and more adjectives on there and you know oh really yeah it it could be something like a a flying purple basketball (laughs) and a flying purple basketball will show up wow it's pretty cool i can't
0: even imagine how they go about starting to make something like
1: that. the programming in that is the all the algorithms and things it's very interesting yeah so what else you got? Anything we, we, we're a
0: little over, but we'll go to 35, I think.
1: All right, you want to talk about the Game & Watch Gallery 2 for the Nintendo DS?
0: Oh, it's for the Nintendo DS, Yes,
1: the the Game Watch Gallery 2 is uh, another thing you can grab at Club Nintendo for, I believe, like 800 or 900 points, or you do what I did and just go on eBay and buy it for 20 bucks. Ah, gotcha. I cheated. Right. Now, I know that you're a big fan of the actual physical Game Watch. I have an unhealthy obsession with uh, the Game Watch. I'm a big, and I've talked about this way too many times, I'm a big fan of Gunpo Yokoi and his creations, and I really dig the old Game Watches. Right now, I'm in this habit. habit of collecting the multi-screens. I picked up Greenhouse recently, Pinball. <laughs> it's we, we, barely Pinball, well, by the way.
0: Before you go on the rest of your collection, yeah. uh, for people that don't know what this is, these oh, things the came out yeah. before the Game Boy uh, ever Correct. was a, even a thought. And, you know, a lot of people said, oh, the DS has two screens, dual screen. What a gimmick. Uh, but Nintendo- these dual screens
1: started way before the yeah, original Game Boy this is Game another Boy example of Nintendo having an idea that they knew would work and they just kept being persistent about it, you know. It, it and these fold in half. They close. They look like mini DSs. And
0: what you were to do with these was uh, you could set like an alarm clock, but they had they had clocks built into them, watches, right. and uh, that's why they're called Game & watch. <laughs> yes, and you play these like at bus stops or on a train and stuff like that, and you couldn't save, but you could usually play two levels of difficulty, A or B.
1: Mm-hmm. They're an early a example of casual gaming, too. They're very simple True. gaming mechanics. Yep. Actually, that's not... that. You know what? I don't want to sell it short. Not all of the games They're are simple. Though, Some of them are very difficult.
0: Like, A, game A could be casual. Game B was more for the, right. uh, the, the skilled The gamers.
1: core Game & Watch yeah. players. Exactly. Like, so Gumpoy Yokoi, evidently, as the myth goes, saw a businessman playing with his calculator and got this idea like, oh, handheld games. Ah. On L- LCD screens. Gotcha. So that's the direction Nintendo went. So they first started with these single screen games, but as the technology got better. They decided to do this fold-over thing that today is the DS. Uh, right. Exactly how you know the yep. DS. But he got the idea from uh, cigarette cases and women's compacts. Ah, okay. So you'd open it up. And unlike the early days of the DS, the Game & Watch multi-screens actually used both screens for right, all of their right, games. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know, there you wasn't played any... on both screens. Yes. Uh, they, and then later on, they got inventive where they put little stories happening on top. Like one of the games I just got was Bomb Sweeper, original and box from Japan. <laughs> and it tells a little story about this, uh, I guess he'd be considered a terrorist. He's dropping a bomb down the sewer grate, and then you're Johnny Sweeper, and you go down into the sewer, which is mm. the bottom screen, and work your way through the mazes. Very complex for a Game Watch game.
0: And but- the unique thing about Game watches as well is because... Each game was an individual, self-contained game. Correct. Uh, You could have different control
1: schemes for you know, like sometimes you had just two buttons on each side. Sometimes it was two buttons. Sometimes it was four buttons on one one side, and sometimes there was a D-pad. Sometimes, yeah, there was only one button. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bomb Sweeper only has a D-pad. There's Uh nothing else on the other side. There's just a picture of Johnny Sweeper. Gotcha. I don't know what my love for these particular. Games are, but it's something about the simplicity or mm-hmm. or how they just pushed the technology to their limits with something like the Zelda game and watch I have, where they wow. try to fit as much as they could of that franchise in a game and watch. So you're actually getting items, collecting pieces of the Triforce, battling a boss that's a dragon, and you know, rescuing Zelda. They're real cool. And so, there's no pixels moving around. These are pre-etched
0: drawings. Yes. Uh, and and then the LCD would fill in those pre-etched. Uh, pieces uh, to right. simulate movement and stuff like that.
1: Japan got these beautiful pieces of artwork from the, the games themselves as far as the character design to the shell of the game itself and the artwork on the front of it and how it presented itself. We in America got Tiger Electronic Games, right? Uh, Horrible. Which are it, there is no comparison between no. the two. You know, the Game Watch games are very well thought out. The Tiger Electronic Games are Tiger Electronic, and they games. latch on to franchises a lot. And you're oh, like, Oh yeah!
0: Oh, I can play Mortal Kombat at home. Oh, oh no, no I I you can't. can't. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll play
1: Mega Man on the road. This is nothing like <laughs> Mega Man. So Game Watch Gallery Two, like Game Watch Gallery One, features Game Watch games to play on your DS. And the best thing about that is. It isn't a pre-etched LCD screen that fades with time. It's a pixels lit up nice and bright so you can see it. But what they did this time was they have Octopus and Parachute, two of the best-known single-screen game watch games, and they also have a third game that marries the two together.
0: Oh, where you parachute and push yourself.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so what do you do in parachute? Well, parachute is, you're in a little rowboat, and you go from left to right and collect parachuters as they jump out of a plane, and there's Ah. three arcs. In the beginning, they'll do one at a time, and then two at a time, and then three at a time, and each arc that they fall out of, because again, this was a pre-etched LCD Mm -hmm, screen, mm -hmm. is faster than the others. So the widest arc, they take, you know, four spots, four clicks, because they go beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep. Yeah. Uh, they fall out of the plane, whereas the shortest arc might only be two. Beep, and uh-huh. then it's in the water. And you want to prevent these little guys from falling in the water, because then they get gobbled up by sharks. Oh! And you actually see that, too. The shark gets them, and then it makes this horrible <laughs> noise. I'm really doing a good impression of these Yeah, because these are this is simple PZO blips and bloops. Right. And then in Octopus, you're in a rowboat, and you jump down into the water... And you try to collect treasure. So there's the again there's arcs where there's tentacles that Mm. are coming from this octopus, which is a very kitschy anime type of octopus. He's very cool. I I really like his design. And the tentacles, you know, the the longest tentacle will take four spaces to finally reach you, where the shortest one is only two. And you need to move to the treasure chest, treasure chest, and then continuously hit right to put gold in your bag, and you're getting points as you do it before the tentacles, and then you got to get back up to the ship to put all those points on your scoreboard. So that's what happens in that game. Very simplistic ideas, but challenging. Now, what they did to marry the two with Parachute X Octopus is you collect the guys from the plane that are jumping on the rowboat, and then once you get I believe three, a little um, buoy lights up And it has an arrow pointing down. You Mm. bring the the boat to the left, hit the buoy, and now the guys you rescued are your three attempts to collect as much treasure as possible Ah. down below the water. So it uses both, it actually turned those two games into a multi-screen game. And I could totally see this actually being a multi-screen game back in 85. So it's again, it's cool. If you're a fan of Game & Watch like I am, it's a must-have. A lot of fun. Right on,
0: man. Hey, and free if you uh, have some Nintendo points. Later. Yes, use
1: those points.
0: All right. Uh, hey, thanks. We're over, but what a great episode. Thanks a lot, Kyle, and uh, thanks a lot, Wiggly. I'm welcome. And join us on We Talk Games, WeTalkGames.com. Be a part of that social network. It's Follow us a...
1: on Twitter too. Daily questions. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. There you go. And you know, it's such a small community. I it's it's disturbing, but very cool people. Can you beam
1: here. me some toilet paper?
0: No. Oh, wait. Aren't you going to blow up now? It's normally Not, not again. There he goes. Take care, everybody. Bye. We talk game.